Hi, I'm Colin Mockery, international comedy icon, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. That's right, it's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 531 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we got a funny one coming your way. Colin Mockery is coming our way. He's one of the stars of Whose Line Is It Anyways? And he has a new movie out. It's called Boys vs. Girls. And we're going to find out all about that and all about Colin. And uh, he's coming up in a few minutes, so stick around for that right here on On Screen and Beyond. But it is time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Up and try again. Remake Madness? Well, it seems the remakes just keep coming and coming, a lot of them from Disney. But uh, a remake of Pinocchio is in the works. It's starring Tom Hanks, and Disney's big screen version of The Jungle Cruise will arrive on July of 2021. And that'll be in theaters, and at least right now, and on May 28th, 2021, 101 Dalmatians Cruella will be getting her story told in theaters. And that's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We're going to find out what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Not remakes, not sequels, but new movies. Right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Upcoming new movies, well, Jennifer Lopez will star alongside Luke Wilson in a comedy called Marry Me, and Rebel Wilson will take on her first non-comedic role in an indie film called The Almond and the Seahorse. And Clint Eastwood will star and direct in Cry Macho for Warner Brothers. That's it for upcoming new movies. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's head down to Sequel City and find out what's coming your way as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, The Batman, now has a release date of March 4th, 2022. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness arrives on March 25th. And you can look for The Black Panther 2 as it flies into theaters on July 8th, 2022. And that's it for sequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's hop over and find out what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, Lovecraft Country, the complete first season, has a February 16th release date on Blu-ray and DVD. And uh, let's see, Harley Quinn, the complete second season, will be hitting DVD on February 16th. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies coming your way on DVD. 
Movies on DVD, well, the way excellent Mr. Dundee lands on Blu-ray and DVD on March 16th, and Miss Juneteenth comes to DVD on January 19th, and The Village in the Woods will be arriving on Blu-ray and DVD on January 19th also. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming away as far as TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time. Well, Virgin River has a third season in the plans for Netflix as it renews it once again. Eric Ladden of The Right Stuff will have a recurring role in the final season of Ozark on Netflix. And The Book of Boba Fett will be a new Disney TV show, Disney Plus uh, series, and it's coming your way on December of 2021. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a lot of fun coming our way. Colin Mockery is coming our way, one of the stars of Whose Line Is It Anyways? And his new movie is out, Boys vs. Girls. Colin Mockery, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who has appeared in many TV shows and movies, including She's the Mayor, The Drew Carey Show, The Red Green Show, The Murdoch Murders, but we all know him for his improv on Whose Line Is It Anyway? He stars in the comedy Boys vs. Girls Out Now. It's Colin Mockery. Colin, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you for having me. Now, Colin... Uh, a new movie out for you. How, how, how are you feeling? I feel good. It's such a rare occurrence. It's nice when they actually get released. <laughs> well, uh, tell us a little bit about Boys vs. Girls and uh, your part in the film. Uh, Boys vs. Girls, um, it's sort of a homage to the um, you know, uh, summer camp movie. It takes place in the early 90s. Uh, well, ni- I believe actually 1990, and it's a camp that's forced to go co-ed for the first time, and I play the camp director who's trying to convince the boys and the girls it's a great idea to uh, combine just to keep it um, from being sold. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a corporate bad guy, as there usually is in these stories. Ah, uh, who plays the, the corporate bad guy? Oh, God, I can't remember. A lovely fellow. He was very funny. Yeah. Um, oh well. That's all right. I, have, I can't learn other actors' names. No problem. <laughs> um, but uh, had you ever worked with any of the people on the on the uh, the crew or the uh, cast? I um, Kevin McDonald. I've worked with before, and I knew it was going to be a fun project uh, when he's involved. He's just uh, a lovely guy and um, a lot of fun to play with. And um, that was it. I knew uh, Jesse Camacho uh, a little a little bit, uh, just from seeing him at various uh, award shows and things like that. But, uh, yeah, Kevin is the one I knew best. Yeah, yeah. I had a chance to interview Kevin, and, and boy, he is a riot. <laughs> yeah, he is really funny. I could just sit and listen to him all day. Yeah. Now, how did you get involved with Boys vs. Girls? 
it was a very complicated process where um, Mike phoned my agent and asked me, and I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I, I read the script. It was a fun script. And I'm also at the point now where um, I want to do projects that are fun. And as I said, I knew Kevin, so I knew that was going to be uh, good. It was a short uh, shooting schedule for me. All my scenes were going to be done in three days. Um, so I thought, yeah, it, it, it'll be fun. And I, because I don't have an extensive uh, movie uh, background, I always find um, these experiences fun, and I can always learn from it. You know, working with young people, uh, you know, it's always nice to work with people who still have hope in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Now, you are, I mean, when I think of you, I think of improv. I mean, just, you know, just because of whose line is it everywhere. Anyway, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. did, did you... In, you know, put a lot of improv into your your character uh, on Boys versus Girls. Um, I the great thing about um, Mike, who directed, also wrote the script, so he wasn't precious about it. So we would do the first take as written, uh, or the second if we needed another one, and then he would say, you know, just play around with it, have fun, because I, I really when I when I go on film sets or television uh, sets that are scripted, I, I tend not to improvise. I'm there to, as an actor to sort of get the writer's words across. And I'll, I'll only improvise if the director or writer asks me to. So it was nice to have that sort of added bonus of being able to um, get fool around with the script and have fun. And um, all the young people were up for it and um, worked well. So, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. Did you did you find that some some of it or all of it or parts of it got into the film itself uh, your your improv stuff? I think some of it, yeah, some of it got into. I mean, the beauty and the curse of doing improv is when it's over, it's gone from your mind forever. <laughs> yes. But when I was watching the script, I couldn't remember which which was written and uh, which wasn't. There were a couple of lines I thought, oh yeah, that no, that was definitely me. Um, but I know um, a lot of. Uh, the improv that both Kevin and I did ended up um, showing in the uh, after credits. So that, that was a nice bonus, too. I've always wanted to be in after credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin and I had talked about that, and I, I said, I, I love the the movies that do that, that at the end show the, you know, the bloopers or the whatever, you know, on the credits. And it's, it's such a riot to see that stuff, because, you, you, you know, you, you feel like you're behind the, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay, hey, movie's over, but here's a little thing, this is what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you find that um, uh, it was a uh, uh, long shoot? Did you say it was only three days for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you, uh, yeah. As a kid, did you uh, go to, you know, summer camp? No, I never made it to summer camp. Um, my daughter did, and when I would see her... Uh, I would get jealous because she uh, she's still very good friends with a lot of her friends from camp. She was a counselor for a while, so the counselors get together all the time. And I, I feel I really missed out because I saw, I also saw her, she went to camp, I think from like 10, in her, her last uh, year as a counselor, she was 16. And I just saw her confidence build over that time. So I, I really felt... Um, I really missed out on something, something that would have actually helped me as a person, made me a little, maybe a little more outgoing and more um, at ease in social situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me, 
how do you come up with the stuff you come up with on whose line is it anyway? I mean, it's 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 like it, it just flashes into you. Yeah, I wish I knew. <laughs> I, um, I, I know there are some, I mean, there are times uh, I'll be flipping a channel and I'll, I'll see a whose line and I'm watching the scene and I have no recollection of it at all. And there's things I'm coming up with where I go, how am I coming up with that? Where is that coming from? Um, there's this theory that um, when your life's in danger and your life flashes before your eyes, it's your brain downloading everything you've ever um, experienced in your life to see if there's something that will help you get out of this predicament. And I think that's what happens with improv. Um, you're, you're in survival mode, so you're constantly going through... I'm sure I've stolen from uh, you know comedians from the 1930s whose material I've seen, mm-hmm. and everyone's forgotten about it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it is just surviving. You know, I've been very fortunate, and I've worked with you know great improvisers. So they, you know, they tee you up for stuff. Also, uh, yeah, I, I'm a lucky guy. Yeah. We'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Were there any uh, funny things that happened on the set of Boys vs. Girls that you can share with us? Any memorable things? Oh, I feel I should make up something. <laughs> but there wasn't. It was a very... Everybody was lovely. There wasn't anything like a, all of a sudden an elephant appeared out of nowhere and rampage. Um, I have... I, on other sets, something... I, I was on a set working with uh, kids where there was a bear in the scene and he was supposed to stay in this enclosure and didn't and came towards us. Um, things like that seem to happen on almost every set I'm on. But with this one, there was nothing. Absolutely. It was just everyone was relaxed. Everyone seemed to get along. Um, oh, um, Kevin tried to kill uh, one of the craft people. Right. But aside from that, nothing. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. It doesn't surprise, and I love that it's in the realm of possibility. Yeah. <laughs> when you were growing up, who were your idols that led you to get into show business? Oh, um, you know, I, w- I was lucky in that I grew up in um, a golden age of television. People like you know Dick Van Dyke, mm. um, Harvey Korman, and um, uh, Tim Conway were um, big inspirations. I was a big Seed Caesar fan. Bob Hope was someone who, from his like early movies uh, to his radio shows, um, I, I I stole stuff from. And then Monty Python and uh, SCTV were like major influences. And um, there's always been someone around that I can sort of watch, and I try to figure out, well, okay, what's making them funny, and how can I take it for myself? Yeah. Now you actually got a chance. You mentioned Sid Caesar. You actually got a chance to uh, be on on screen with him, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, 
it was um, one of my top ten uh, life moments. He uh, he was having a birthday that day too. I think he was turning eighty, and he was. I mean, he was quite frail physically. But he sat on the stage and he, he did uh, this, one of the things he was famous for, sort of the double talk uh, foreign language, where it actually sounds like he's speaking a foreign language, but it's total gibberish. So he was doing that, and I was translating for him. And I said something that was uh, that got a good laugh from the audience, and he turned and nodded at me. And I thought, okay, I can just die now. Uh, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I reached the pinnacle. I got a nod from Sid Caesar. It was um, even as I, I tell the story, I still get that little shiver up my spine. It was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. A few years back, we had Kyle Reiner on the show, and he spoke uh-huh. fondly of uh, Sid Caesar also. Yeah, when you think of that show, the talent, like uh, Carl Reiner and the writers, Woody Allen, Mel Brooks, um, Larry Gelbert, who uh, uh, did MASH, oh, yeah. and uh, just an ama- uh, Neil Simon, an amazing staff, and they would do a 90-minute live show every week. It's uh, astounding. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, well, I mean, you're doing a live show, more, more or less, the Whose Line Is It Anyways, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I mean, it is in front of a live audience. We right. don't do retakes or anything. Um, the scenes you see are the scenes as they happen. So I guess, uh, but if something really went off the rails, it would just never show it. Right. As yeah. opposed to having to live with it for the rest of our lives. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, like you say, with live TV, it's you get what you get. <laughs> yeah. We, um, Drew Carey, uh, when we were doing Who, Drew Carey Who's Line, he every year he would have this live show, and um, the Drew Carey would be live, and we would do three live shows, one for each uh, time zone, and it was, um, it was nerve-wracking, and I thought, you know, and everyone thought, oh, that's amazing, and I thought, people did this when television first started all the time, mm-hmm. where you just had to roll with whatever happened, and technical difficulties so it was uh it was fascinating to actually go through that yeah what well, what made you uh get into show business i mean uh, you know um, were you the class clown when you were in school were you in acting classes in school or college or something uh-huh. or no uh my plan i was going to become a marine biologist i was uh, an honor student i was very quiet i was a bookworm and a friend dared me to try out for a school play, um, and I got it. I got my first laugh, and that was the end of everything <laughs> to do with science, to do with learning. Um, and I, I just wanted that feeling uh, again. I wanted to do that, so I immediately switched over to drama, and then um, just just followed that. Mm. You know, it's it's funny, and, and I've said this on the show many times to people I've talked with, but it's amazing how many people I talk with that we see on the screen or in the small screen, with big screen, small screen, doesn't matter, and, you know, we see them and, and we we think what they're like, you know, we think that they're they're outgoing and, and so much out there, but a lot of the actors and actresses I've talked with have all said they're very shy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I I'm constantly feel like I disappoint people when they meet me because they expect... Uh, my wife calls the guy on whose line the other because it is so not me. Um, and I, I think that would be a tiring person to live with. 
uh, so uh, just be thankful that doesn't happen. But yeah, a lot. Um, I mean, for me, I think it is. You know, when I'm on stage, I'm surrounded by people I trust. I know what I, I'm doing, and I, I know it's going to work out probably. And those are guarantees I don't have in real life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow, it, yeah, it's just it's just amazing, and uh, you know that. Uh, so, uh, on whose line is it ever anyway? Uh, did do you have a favorite moment from that show? Um. I mean, the beauty and the curse of Who's Line is uh, once the scene is gone, it's, it's like, gone. Um, but the, sh- I, the, the scene with Richard Simmons, I do remember. And uh, people, for, I don't know why, send it to me all the time. Because <laughs> I love, you know, sitting in my darkened screening room watching my old stuff. <laughs> but um, I, I watched that scene, and that's the scene that people always recommend to people who've never seen Who's Line watch this scene as sort of representative of what they do. And, um, I mean, it is a scene that I think is, like, it is one of the funniest scenes that ever happened on television. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, you also have written a book before, right? The, you, not quite the classics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. My uh, agent said, hey, you should write a book. I said, you know what? I don't want to. Um, I really don't have anything to say. It's a lot of work. Part of the thing of being an improviser is I don't have to work that hard. And based on that information, he got me a book deal. So I felt I had to write it. So I I did it. uh, There's an improv game called First Line, Last Line, where you get the first line from the audience to start the scene, and you get the last line, the line you work towards for the end. So I uh, got the first and last line from classic novels as my beginning and ending, and then I uh, took the middle off into a whole different direction. Hmm. <laughs> it was hell. It was <laughs> such hell. The first, uh, the first story I did uh, was a sh- uh, Sherlock Holmes one, and it, it was, it just like swam out at me. I thought, oh, okay, this writing thing isn't so bad. That was the last fun moment I had. <laughs> every other, it was just, uh, I think, how does Stephen King write thousands of pages every year? It's insane. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. Jeez. I know we don't have too much time left here, so people have a lot of time on their hands right now. I don't know if you do. I, I know sometimes you know people are still working and everything, but uh, favorite TV shows. What are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Um, right now, um, loving uh, Ted Lasso, uh, sort of in the middle, a little late to the party, but uh, loving that. My wife and I are watching an Australian show called A Place to Call Home, which is like, it's almost like an Australian Downton Abbey. I mean, it's, it's soap opera-ish. Uh, I love the performances, and what I love about it, things don't last forever. Like, there's a murder, within two episodes, you know who uh, the murderer is. I love that. <laughs> it just moves along, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, what else have I been watching? Um, oh, isn't that sad? No, I think that's mostly it. We're in, I, I think, season four of that. There's uh, two more seasons to go. Then we'll move on to God knows what. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I mean, things like uh, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, um, you know, Seinfeld, you know, all the classics. We uh, Mad Men. 
uh, yeah, those were all shows we really got into yeah. and enjoyed. Um, what about when you were a kid? Kid, it was all, <laughs> as I think of some of the comedies, I was going to say Dick Van Dyke, uh, classic, mm-hmm. Andy Griffith, and then Hogan's Heroes, the comedy about POWs yeah. and Nazi Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different time, <laughs> different time. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there were so many, uh, the Carol Burnett, I mean, there were a lot of variety shows, too. There was the Carol Burnett show, uh, which was great. Um, I loved all the detectives, like uh, Mannix. Uh, your listeners were will now have to start Googling every name I'm saying now. <laughs> I remember all of them. <laughs> yeah. No, they were, they were great. They were uh, fast-paced. They were, I mean, the detective ones were really violent. Um, the, the funny ones were funny, cause they, and they had to be clean, because... There was, you know, they couldn't do a lot of sexual stuff. They couldn't do any swearing. So it was actually pure funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, I sound old. <laughs> hey, I'm there with you, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, uh, Colin, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here. And I want to remind people they can get now. It is available, Boys vs. Girls, a great comedy that you can have a good time watching and, and you know, set your mind away from everything that's going on because <laughs> you need something to laugh about. So, Absolutely. Yeah, Colin, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, thank Brian. You. And a big thank you going out to Colin Mockery right here on On Screen and Beyond for joining us and uh, talking about his new film, Boys vs. Girls. It's out now. Get it. It's a lot of fun. We all need a good laugh right about now. And, uh, of course, uh, catch him on Whose Line Is It Anyways. He cracks me up all the time on that show. And uh, that's about it. That is a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 